Hi, my name is Mary Spender, and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. Hello, I am back. Um, sorry for a brief hiatus. Really, just things got busy, and um, no excuses. I know no one really cares about excuses, and I hate myself for even starting this podcast um, by saying, "Where the hell have I been? What have I been up to?" Um, so much has been going on. I realized I started this podcast in a bit of a quiet part of the year, and then, um, yeah, just some some crazy stuff has happened. And I mean, you've seen probably the YouTube videos. Um, they've been bigger, better productions. I'm really, really proud of the DistroKid sponsored series I did. Um, that was a lot of work, like so much work. Um, and then I've been away and I've then released a song and then um, one excuse, uh, is it excuse or is it just laziness? Um, I have recently got a new computer uh, and it's a PC, not a Mac. Um, but I'm going to have to admit I'm recording this back on my, my MacBook because I haven't figured out my whole setup on this PC and actually recording using a different program. Anyway, this is so dull for you to listen to. So um, what I want to do today is answer some of your questions because some incredible people, I've got five five amazing questions here, voice memos um, from, from you guys, um, and they are all such eloquent and well put and succinct and uh, they're all really, really important themes that I could really, really go on um, a journey with each and every one of them and dedicate a podcast. But um, it's been such a long time since I have uh, answered one of your questions. So I thought I would do basically a Q&A today. And I hope you stick around because these questions um, are going to lead me in a direction of honesty um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. So the first question comes from Tara. Hi, Mary. My name is Tara and I'm from Monroe, Ohio. My question is in regards to practicing. I play multiple instruments and some I'm more proficient in than others. The ones I'm not as proficient in, I tend to practice longer to the point of frustration and sometimes pain. My question is, when do you say enough is enough? Do you try to work through the frustration and pain until you get something right? Or once you feel frustrated, do you stop and do something else and then come back to it? I love your music. Your song, Long Island City, reminds me of back home. I grew up on Long Island and recently made the move to Ohio. It also made me pick up the guitar again and really try to get more proficient at it. Love your music and keep up the good work. Uh, firstly, thank you very much for sending me a question. Um, uh, I guess, okay, so... I kind of want to know how many instruments you are practicing. Um, and that is incredible that you're a multi-instrumentalist, but there is only so much time in your day to really focus on one. And um, I say this as someone who has learned a few instruments in my lifetime and struggled with that uh, thought of, even daring to give one up I just I just feel like I I was taught to just not give anything up and just uh you know just uh keep working hard but 
there is only so much time in the day and I don't know whether you're trying to pursue a career in one or whether they're just, um, you know, whether it's just, you know, making your life enjoyable, which is great. Um, but if you are pursuing a career, then I'd definitely say focus. Secondly, um, when is enough enough? Don't hurt yourself. Do not do not hurt yourself. Please don't practice to absolute agony and pain. Um, yeah, you can get a little bit sore. Maybe your hands can get a little bit achy. But if you are hurting yourself, please stop. Um, rest. Come back to it the next day. Like think of it like a workout. Like you wouldn't go to the gym for five hours and absolutely destroy yourself, and then. Uh, enjoy that the next day you'd hurt you'd you'd be in agony you might injure yourself you might so um I think you know when enough is enough you know your body is trying to tell you if you are hurting do not keep on hurting yourself um and you know you there are going to be moments where your hands are aching um or like if you're singing then your voice might get a little bit husky a little bit raw you just have to play the long game here there's another day tomorrow uh, you know just chip away it's all about consistency it is the art of consistency with everything so um please please i say this um and i know that things can get frustrating i mean learning any new song there is that barrier that you have to kind of not just like hop over but you have to bulldoze through it sometimes and just try and get to the other side but sometimes that comes with sleep sometimes that comes with rest you might be so frustrated so tired just think this thing is impossible you go to sleep you know your brain does what it does and your body does what it does and repairs itself and then the next day that thing is so much easier so much easier and you just go oh my God, <laughs> I just needed some time. So please do not practice to the point of pain. You, I know you have a great, and you know, uh, how do I put it? You have a good enough gauge to know when enough is enough. Um, and if you've, if you're not as proficient in some of the instruments, um, than you are in the others. Just think what journey you've gone through with those ones that you are really proficient in. So give yourself some patience, be kind to yourself and um, yeah, just enjoy this because like they're meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be really, really fun. I mean, it's not all fun. We know that, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm rooting for you though. This is amazing. I want to um, uh, learn what instruments you are learning learn about the instruments you're learning so uh i'm gonna respond to your email now tara and then and then we can then we can chat all right thank you very much for asking that question here's the next one hi mary my name is chase uh, i'm a drummer and recently i've been thinking about uh how to have my own voice uh on on my instrument and i think a lot of people just there's like the norm uh of what you're supposed to play and a lot of people just sort of follow that and they don't try to break the mold and they don't try to explore what uh, what you can actually do on an instrument. Uh, so I was wondering what your thoughts were on being unique and creative and different and then getting noticed for that. So thank you very much. Uh, have a great rest of your day. 
What a killer question. Uh, thank you so much, Chase. Own voice on an instrument. Um, basically, it comes when you have kind of given up on trying to be anyone else. When you make that decision just to be like, okay, I am not John Mayer. <laughs> I am not, um, you know, I, I, I basically want to be Matt Bellamy or Mark Knopfler or, you know, I want to be able to play like Nita Strauss and all those, all those incredible guitarists out there. And, um, I can only imagine what it's like with drummers and the, the difficulty of trying to find your own unique sound. So really it just comes from being true to yourself and not, not trying to, um, just kind of like play up to everyone else's opinion of what you think, what they think you should be playing. Um, and that's a really, really tough thing to overcome, especially when that's coming from close friends, bandmates, parents, teachers, everyone. Um, and there is a certain, there is a certain level you have to get to before you can say, right, I'm going to discover what I really, really want to do and what makes my heart sing. So what I would say is study who you love and look at their influences and the, the guys and girls who you feel have that unique sound and that special something that really, really like grabs your attention study them, study who made them, them. And um, really look at all your influences, like write them down, find that song of theirs um, or piece of music that you absolutely adore. And I might even have to do this myself because I think there are, there are little bits here and there that catch your attention, but that doesn't, that doesn't apply to everyone. So you can only be you and you can only live your experience. So really, however you put that into practice is going to be the right way for you. You know, no one can argue with that. And you might have to have the conversation sometimes of being like, okay, I know what you think you think I should be doing. Um, but this is my journey. This is my thing. This is you know, you are the one who has to put in the work to be able to find that unique sound. So, um, you know, trying to, trying to be unique and creative really, really can only come from you. It can't be anyone else. So, um, yeah, this is such a tough question, but it's so true. And I know that it's going to resonate with so many people and it really resonates with me too. Like when, there are so many guitarists out there or singer songwriters. How do you just sort of get that tunnel vision to go, no, this is what I'm doing. And, um, I think mine comes kind of comes from, uh, um, being, Oh, what's the word? Being rather stubborn about, other people and their opinions of what they think I should be doing. And, um, you know, whether it's YouTube comments or whether it's people at gigs or whether it was those people at 
my when I used to do open mics and um, or busking or pub gigs, or wedding gigs, they'd all, you know, I'd have the people come up to me and then say, do you know what I think you should do? You should go on X Factor or um, The Voice or something like that. And I just knew that my heart of hearts, I knew that wouldn't make me happy. Um, not just for many reasons, but it was because those people, judges or those producers behind the tv show and i know this is a very very like focused example they would make me do what they thought was the right thing for me which just even in that sentence proves that it's not the right thing for me because i should be making that decision and um it might take a bit of time it might take a bit of uh aging I know that I am very different at 29 uh, than I was at 19. And yeah, just just give yourself a moment. Don't rush into anything. Don't just try and learn party tricks to try and be different either. Really, really think about this as a craft and, um, you know, a skill set that you want to learn. And then you'll become more and more distinct. And also it's a journey. So who knows, like you might get there quicker than others, but I don't think I'm there. I don't think I'm um, particularly unique just yet. Um, and I'm I'm not sure if I, I don't know where I want to go with that, but uh, there are certain things that I know that are slightly unusual that other people wouldn't do because either they think it's bad <laughs> or you know, they're just not into that type of music or something. But I just have to kind of stand my ground, as do you, and find that special something. So thank you very much for sending that in. And now on to the next question. Hi, Mary. This is Lauren from Chicago, and I'm a Patreon supporter. Thank you so much for all the content that you're putting into the world. It is super inspiring. And the question that I have for you is coming after listening to the second episode of your podcast. You seem to revisit songs and rework them. I think at one point you said that the older version of Long Island City is actually the second version. So that means there's a first version that's even older. So it seems like you rework songs quite a bit. You're not afraid to go back and revisit things from nine, 10 years ago. And my question is, what to you makes a song worthy of going back to and continuing to dig and explore to find those new possibilities? I'm of the bent that something I did that long ago, I was a different person. I really couldn't go back and revisit it in any meaningful way. And I just forge on to do something new. So yeah, why do you go back to songs so much so often it also seems like you do it to many songs. You mentioned Primrose as one that you had written a while ago that you had revived. Um, hope you're well. Keep on doing such amazing things in the world, especially for women guitarists and having that conversation about feeling inadequate and vulnerable. It means so much. I'm just a hobbyist, but gosh, are you inspiring? Thank you for your work. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. Um, hearing that. Uh, is very, very special. And 
I just, I really, really appreciate it. And I really, really appreciate you being a Patreon supporter. And then I know that we've um, spoken about uh, a song I wrote recently, which I put up on my Patreon page. And it is very about Chicago because for a short time I was getting to spend a little bit of time there and hang out with some friends. And um, yeah, basically revisiting songs. I have to because they they've never really truly existed um although I might have released them or recorded them they haven't lived in this sort of space that I'm in now where people are actually listening and consuming them and uh it's still something to get used to the fact that if I actually put up a video it will be seen um by a few people <laughs> and um yeah so I, I I don't I'm not sensitive about revisiting older songs because I I think it's a useful tool to have to be able to look back and improve on something. I mean, it's a lot easier to have done something, sat on it for a while and then, you know, dig it up and then, well, I personally find it a lot easier to take something that already exists and improve it rather than um, just come up with something new. Although saying that, the next record, uh, Lone Wolf, which I definitely need to talk about a bit more because it's about to come out into the world, that really does have some very, very fresh material. It might have it might have uh, evolved um, some older songs, but it's basically um, all it all came together because of it being a bit of a concept EP. So, basically, what is worthy? You know. I, they're songs. You don't have to think about them too much. Really, if you're at a point now where looking back on them is embarrassing, please don't be embarrassed by them. You went through a process, like you went through a journey with them. They taught you to be the songwriter that you are today or the musician that you are today. So be proud of them. Don't sort of I mean, don't humiliate those songs by just leaving them alone because there might be something that you can take and pull out of that song and put into something new. And and basically, I got that advice from a very, very distinguished songwriter called Dan Gillespie Sells in 2016. And I'd been working in a musical. I'd been playing guitar and um, his other half was in the musical, met Dan, ended up clicking really nicely with him and talking about so many different things because he'd been an extremely in an extremely successful pop band called The Feeling. And I just said, you know, what's what's your advice for songwriting? He just said, always be writing. And it sounds so simple, but it's the hardest thing because I had been expecting myself to finish something completely like sit down at my desk write a song I come up with a good guitar part come up with great lyrics and then da da you just have a song and that's not really how it works and I know that there's this illusion and I've gone on about it before where people just sit down write a hit song in 20 minutes and it's like that's expected of everyone and you just have to remember no they put in 10,000 hours to be able to be that kind of songwriter they are probably always writing. They might have written some of that, you know, 20 minutes um, of magic earlier in their lifetime. 
and then just drawn upon it and then just suddenly it clicked later. So um, I was at that time very, very creatively... Um, I was in a creative drought, <laughs> let's say that. And it's why I started the YouTube channel because I wanted to break out of my day job and the the gigging scene I was in because it was covers and it wasn't original music and I, I just couldn't see a pathway um, to be doing the thing that I wanted to be doing. So to break out of that was to try and meet all these inspiring people and learn from them, do interviews from them and the always be writing thing has always stuck with me since and now I forgive myself a lot more. Like I will go weeks without writing actually some of you on my patreon page might realize if i haven't posted a video about a new song that i'm obsessed with i always get obsessed with new songs and have to just like share them on my patreon page and do like an unlisted video um if there is no song it's because i haven't written a song and i i think in august i probably wrote like four or five songs i was looking at the word document last night and september got so busy I I just couldn't I just couldn't sit down and write songs I just but I I'm I'm not feeling bad about it because this year luckily has been very very fruitful and I've I've got some a lot of new tracks coming out soon which helps that but you know what about after that so I have been chipping away and just when I've had the time to have a guitar in hand and I set out in September with the idea that I would be able to practice guitar, you know, pure practice, not just songwriting, but pure guitar practice for an hour a day. And I failed three days in because just things got in the way. Life got busy. But even in those moments when I came up with something, I had my phone next to me and I voice memoed everything. And one thing that I haven't revealed is that my latest single, Meet Me in Croatia, actually wasn't written on guitar. I think I I just wasn't able to be near my guitar at that time. And I was in the shower <laughs> and I sang to myself some lyrics. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to make a podcast revealing those voice memos because I think it's a really interesting journey just to sort of prove to myself that I don't have to write in a specific way. Um, I did end up trying, you know, getting to my laptop, getting to my guitar and then figuring out what I was singing, like the chords to go underneath the melody. But yeah, I it just it just came from that little snippet of just always be writing, be writing everywhere in your car. If you sing something in your car, sing it over and over and over and over until it is safe to pull over <laughs> and then get your phone out. Do not use your phone and drive kids um you know in all those scenarios whether you're in the office and you suddenly like hear something on a podcast that you're listening to if you're allowed to listen to podcasts and then you just have to run to the bathroom and just speak it into your voice memo I'm going off on a complete tangent but basically revisiting songs is the way that I'm trying to write now um so that I can get those songs out into the world and then I can see what the reaction is to them, whether people enjoy them. I've got some really, really old songs that I think are absolute tunes. <laughs> they might need updating, um, but they're a lot rockier than maybe some of the stuff over the past few years because that was when I was in a band. 
and I'm bringing back that sound because that's the sound that I've always wanted to do. I just haven't had the means to be able to afford a full band. So, um, God, I can't wait for you guys to listen to the Lone Wolf EP. I am so excited. Have I spoken about that yet? No. Okay. I mean, I have. It's all happening. The first single is going to come out on the 1st of November. And Wait For Me actually was written in about 2011. I remember it well because my dad was not very well. And um, that's a bit personal. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> anyway, I just remember having written the song and it was such... It was such a, well, I thought it was quite a beautiful guitar melody, but it just didn't quite make sense. It was a bit too busy. So I've simplified it. And then it's now become this gigantic rock song. And it's this huge opening to the Lone Wolf EP. Um, in conclusion, always be writing, revisit old songs. There just might be something there. Um, but thank you so much for your support, Lauren. And um, let's now have a question from Mike. Hi Mary, my name is Mike and I'm a local blues musician here in Rochester, New York. Uh, I play both solo and with my incredible trio and uh, recently I've started busking at my local public market. Uh, I recently got turned on to you and your music through Adam Neely's busking video where you both were in New York City and uh, I was wondering if you could give us some busking stories, I know uh, you started busking many years ago, and there was even a time where you were being paid to busk. So I'd like to see if you would share with your audience stories about you busking and, and your experiences. Thanks a lot. Okay. I have had some real ups and downs when it comes to busking. I have had real highs, you know, like gotten paid work out of it, you know, been put forward for wedding gigs and people have come up to me and asked me to play in their pubs because of busking. So putting yourself out there is such a benefit. But then I've also um, had gear stolen whilst busking <laughs> and um, felt a bit threatened sometimes, especially being, um, you know, especially when I was younger, I wasn't quite as confident as I am now. And I, I, you know, I was in some vulnerable situations. So Please, anyone who is going out busking alone, be careful. Take a friend. Um, even if you're, you know, a big, um, muscly dude, um, just be wary that you're in a, a state of vulnerability when you have money and an expensive guitar. Maybe not even an expensive guitar, but just like a sentimental guitar. Um, you know, just be really, really wary. Um, so take a friend um, or a bandmate or whatever so you can um, protect yourselves. I've been listening to too many My Favourite Murder podcasts as well. That's why I'm getting paranoid all of a sudden. Um, so the the lows, yeah, I had stuff stolen, fine. Uh, over, you know, had to get over that. It's gone. Um, but the highs, yeah, like how many people I've met how many people interacted with me and said such lovely things that just gave me the confidence to keep going. Then also what it taught me in terms of resilience, being out in cold weather. I did one busking gig with a friend. We were allowed to go on a boat on the harbour side in Bristol and he was playing cajon, I was playing guitar and singing and it was just absolutely ice cold. And I had fingerless gloves, but we all know there's only so much you can do with fingerless gloves. 
they're fine on your left hand. On your right hand, if you're trying to do anything finger-picking-wise, it's quite hard because the palm mute is kind of ruined by your gloves. So, um, yeah, I've had... I've had so many experiences, but it's nice to try and even think of them because it feels like a long time ago. And one of the reasons I did give up and started YouTube because it it stopped being a source of income for me because of Brexit. And um, I know that sounds strange, but honestly, after that happened, I felt an effect in Bristol um, where people just didn't know what the hell was going on. And... Um, this isn't me doing a political stance or whatever. It's just like, it was suddenly we entered into the unknown and people were just being a little bit more careful with their money and they weren't, they weren't spending as much. And I have no idea how it is now busking because I don't know. Um, obviously in America, I, I know that you're venturing into like contactless and stuff, but in England, I, I pay for stuff on my phone nowadays, which is crazy to me. And I never have change. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how it is now and I don't know how viable it is as an income. Um, but please send in your amazing stories if you have them. And if you're out busking all the time, please, please tell me because I only want to encourage people to keep doing that. I think it's such a lesson in stamina, resilience, performance, um, and just, yeah, just focusing on yourself and just getting yourself through those hours, however long you're spending. So thanks, Mike. Um, good luck with everything. I hope, I hope you're enjoying it. But now for the final question of this podcast. Hi, Mary. My name's Avalyn Williams. I'm a huge fan of yours. I've binged watched most of your videos on YouTube. I've just discovered your Tuesday Talks podcast and it's really inspirational. I've been listening to it all day at work today because my boss was out of the office, so I could. Anyway, I'm just getting in touch because your podcasts have taught me so much about myself. I'm no spring chicken. I'm in my late 40s. I've performed in front of a small audience only a handful of times in the past and have recently launched my YouTube channel, but still want that kick in the backside to be brave enough to do an open mic night, and I am not brave enough. Okay. Um, well, firstly, again, with open mics, just like everything else, all the other people who are participating in the open mic are more worried about their performance than your performance. So if that helps take any pressure away, um, and those people who are there to enjoy it are going to support you, like, really, there is not much they can do um, without just being an awful human being who you wouldn't care about anyway. So if anyone does say anything, you just you just can't even worry about that. Like, I've been heckled. I've had things happen to me. Um, but it doesn't hurt you. And I still I would still have a fear of going up on an open mic because you've only got this short amount of time to really, like, bear your soul um, but that's the best bit. Like you get this opportunity to win over the audience. They don't know who you are. And then you walk up on stage and you get, you get a chance to show them who you are. And that's really, really exciting. It's incredibly vulnerable and it is completely terrifying. I can only agree with you there, but it doesn't hurt you. And think of how you'll feel after you actually do it. You'll be 
buzzing. You'll have so much adrenaline. Whether or not it goes to plan, it doesn't really matter. It's about just getting up and doing it. And a really good thing about open mics is that they usually provide all the gear that you need. Um, if you just basically let them know what you're using, whether you need to borrow the piano, whether you need to borrow a guitar. Um, usually they accommodate that sort of stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm sure in your local area, there are probably some amazing ones. Maybe even go and sit in and look at the other performers. Maybe go just, um, just to see how it is. Maybe talk with the sound engineer. You know, even the smallest of pubs usually have someone dealing with sound because they want it to sound good for them too. So you, it sort of takes the pressure off and it's quite nice. Um, but really, I would just, you know, I would just go and do it. I mean, what have you got to lose? Nothing, nothing. And you're going to be so proud of yourself. And actually, I'm I'm very proud of you for making YouTube videos first because I did it the other way around. Um, and, you know, YouTube videos are up there for the whole world to see. Whereas in an open mic, it's just maybe it's between sometimes. I mean, I played to absolutely no one in open mics. So it was like me, the sound engineer and my dad. So all I'm really saying is that you've overcome a huge huge hurdle like you're making videos and recording yourself and getting that performance down to then upload on youtube going up and doing an open mic takes way less time and you'll have more fun and also you can socialize you might be able to meet other musicians and um you never know who's in that room so i i can only encourage it i'm actually i i'm only letting you guys know but i'm uh, I'm going to be doing some open mics soon, secretly, privately, <laughs> um, in in certain areas around the south of England, because I need I need that practice again, because I'm going to start gigging again, and I don't want my first gig to be this scary, intimidating moment. Because if I am well practiced and well versed in open mics, I can overcome anything. I'd say they are the hardest gigs. Everything gets easier from then then on because like people are paying to see you. They know what to expect and that's fine. That's the easy part. The harder part is winning over that audience who isn't there for you. So um, open mics are exhilarating. I'm actually smiling thinking about them. So I'm, I'm going to go and do some open mics if you do. Um, and, uh, and then we can, we can always talk about those on future podcasts, but otherwise good luck. And thanks to everyone that sent in questions. I am so sorry that they have been sat there for a while. Um, but I appreciate you so, so much. And guys, I'm back. This is happening. We are doing the weekly podcast again. I was going to go fortnightly and then I was like, Oh wait, that's not a word in that's not a word in American, is it? Um, Biweekly. There we go. Uh, in England, we call that Fortnite, um, and it's not the video game. And anyway, so I was I was going to make excuses, and now I just realised how much I enjoy podcasting and how much I want to um, talk to you guys more and just talk about all the random stuff going on. So, I think we should say the secret thing you should uh, put on my social media channels so I can see who's been listening 
I think um, we just need to say every week, every week, every week, every week, and just repeat that. And then that would give me the motivation um, to keep this up because I love it. I love every second of it. Just I just prioritize things badly sometimes. Anyway, love you all. Um, speak soon. Thanks for everything. Thanks for getting this far. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. 